Hey there, I'm Brittany, and welcome to the Cape Cod Church Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit our website at capecodchurch.com. In the meantime, we hope you enjoy this message in our current series. Well, good morning and Merry Christmas. Man. I just want to make one correction to Brittany's announcement. She said, we have elf waffles for the kids. That's a lie. We have elf waffles for the adults. Someone's got to pay for them, folks, and it's you and I, so we get to have the good stuff. So here's the big question for Christmas. I want to kick off with this little, uh, is it white lights or multicolor lights? can see it's a very partisan crowd man all right let's do it survey says everybody all the white light people come on Ooh. some of you got two hands up we know what that means you you have a strong opinion all right all of the multicolor light some of you raised your hand twice that's cheating. You're not from Chicago. Vote early, vote often, right? Man. Wow. I think the white lights, the white lights might be eking out a win. We'll go to the Electoral College. I'm sorry, too early? Oh, man. Man, that's next year. That's next year. Wow. I got to admit, I'm a, I'm a white light person. But I, I get... I get the multicolor. I get the joy of it. There's something a little bit more, uh, you know, childlike, a little bit more uh, celebratory. So I'm, I'm with you a little bit. I, I, can, I can see both, but our house, is, our house is white lights. Let me tell you what everyone agrees on. You got to have lights. Come on, right? I mean... You don't have to have decorations, but you have to have lights. Like we got a, we, full disclosure, we got a fake tree a year ago. <laughs> we love it. I want to leave it up all year. I set it up the other day and put it all up and plugged it in and it's pre-lit and they all came on first try. It was like magic. And then we just left it there for a week. We didn't put anything on it. And I was good with it. Honestly, I could have made it all the way to Christmas with just lights. I mean, I came in the other day and Tammy and Brooke had put decorations on it. And I guess it made it, it made it a little bit better. But I got to tell you, I, give me some light. But just decorations, no light. Man, there's something, there's something sad about it. Darkness and light, darkness and light. 700 years before Jesus was born, a man, a prophet, a spokesman to the nation, in a very dark season for the nation of Israel, a time of, of conquering, of abuse of power, of fleeing from the country, 
in a dark season, the prophet Isaiah writes and uses this very analogy, darkness and light, to give the people hope. He, he wanted to speak something. He wanted to get them to lift up their eyes and look forward to something that was coming. It wasn't there yet, but it was coming. And we don't know everything that the prophet Isaiah understood. But here's our sense. The people, the people who were reading it 700 years before the birth of Jesus Christ, they read it and they thought, someday someone is going to come and rescue us. But it wouldn't be until 700 years later when the friends of Jesus would... Read those same verses that they would realize, oh, this is who the prophet was talking about. The prophet was talking about Jesus. The book of Isaiah is full of these forward-looking glances, these glimpses of a Messiah, a Savior that would come, and maybe none so famous at Christmas as this one. Let me read to you his analogy of darkness and light. In Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 2, he says it this way, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. And those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Those who are living in the land of deep darkness. All through the scriptures, the Bible uses darkness as, a, as an illustration Sometimes the, the, the idea of darkness is used to illustrate ignorance. In other words, it's used to illustrate how people are living in darkness. It's like they can't find their way out. They're looking, 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 looking for a solution, but nowhere do they look, do they find it. In fact, it's in uh, John chapter 1, verses 9 and 10, that, that it uses this same sort of illustration. It says, the one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming to the world. And then it says, he came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. It's the darkness of ignorance. It's the darkness of confusion. It's the darkness of, of clouded sight where we just can't see what we need to see. But a lot of times, darkness refers to the darkness of, of evil. That's likely the primary illustration here. The darkness of injustice, the brokenness of the world around us, encroaching immorality everywhere we look, abuse of power, people fleeing countries, leaders taking advantage of people. 
Isaiah was writing during a dark time, but when Joseph and Mary, if they had picked up Isaiah and read from a scroll, they would have said, man, the world is dark. Kings are abusing their power, slaughtering the innocents. Babies are having to flee to foreign countries to places of safety. The immorality of the Roman world is sweeping over us. Here's my guess. Mary and Joseph would have likely set back on the birth of their baby and just said, man, the world is such a dark, dark place. Maybe you look around and you think that too. I know this is a, a tough place to start Christmas, but hang with me. Don't leave until I'm done. I just, I want to invite you to be honest about the darkness around you. Don't sugarcoat it. Don't paint it over and pretend it's not. Don't stick our heads in the sand. Don't look at the evil around us or the evil in us and pretend it's not dark. Sometimes it's important to sit in the sadness. To just call it what it is. Sometimes it's okay to be angry at the evil and the wickedness in the world around us. Sometimes it's okay to rail against the darkness and to say, man, it is so dark. It's okay. In fact, I'm not sure until we're honest about the darkness, if we can really discover the beauty and brightness of Jesus. There's something about the contrast, and, and that's what the prophet was going for. The prophet wanted you and I to, to see the contrast. He wanted us to, to look around and to admit the darkness and then to look at the brightness of Jesus. Oh, look at him. That's what the prophet does here. Watch. In verse 2, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. In the middle of darkness, a, a, a glimmer of light pops up over the horizon like the dawning sun. Last couple of years, Tammy and I have taken one day, sort of the end of the summer, and we get up early while it's still really dark out. We make a cup of coffee, we get in the car, and we drive out to the National Seashore. I'm ashamed to say it was almost 30 years living on Cape Cod before I ever done. And we get there, and we stand on a bluff overlooking the ocean, and we just wait for the sun to come up. It's beautiful. I'm not telling you where, because you'll all show up at the same time. <laughs> There's a lot of beach out there, folks. Just, man. 
there it comes. By the way, sunsets are easy. Sunrises, you got to get up early. But something about sunrises, see, sunsets you finish in darkness, sunrises you finish in bright light. You're just waiting, waiting, waiting. The dawn has come, and so there's a glow to the sky, but you're waiting for that, for that pinpoint of light. And then it pops up. There it is. That's, that's what the prophet is saying. He says Jesus will, he will show up like a, like a pinpoint of light on the horizon, the dawn in the middle of darkness. Whew. Now, I, I just want to say something about this. This passage is reminding us of something that is critically important. It will sound obvious, I hope, but if not, it's worth emphasizing. The dawn, the light, is coming to us. It's not us. It's coming to us. You can go and see it, but the light is not us. We are not the light. We may be reflections of the light, but we are not the light. The light is Jesus. The very best person in your life. The person that is indispensable, the person you would give your own life for is not the light. It may feel like they are. It may feel like you couldn't go on without that person, but they are a reflection of the true light that is Jesus. You can get up and drive all the way out to the ocean to see the most beautiful sunrise. And as beautiful as it is, you can go and watch a, a waves crashing on the shore, a beautiful mountain scene, and in the midst of all of that, you are seeing the beauty and grandeur of his creation, but those are not the light. They are reflections of his creative power. They are reflections of the true light, Jesus. Here's what I'm saying. Just sit back and look at the light. One of the things I love about Christmas, and this, this time of year, it's almost inescapable. You see, Christmas is this, has grown to be this unique holiday, unique in all of our calendar, in that it is both secular and religious. And some people will celebrate it as purely secular, recognizing that it has this deep religious meaning, but it is in our culture both secular and religious. But, and, and this time of year, you can't go anywhere without hearing Christmas music. It's everywhere. It's amazing. Walmart, Target, they're just playing the song. Do you know what the number one Christmas song is? Number one. <laughs> uh, Mariah Carey's now don't, don't, just don't laugh. Mariah Carey's Christmas album is one of the great albums of all time. But I'm bitter because my favorite song on it is Joy to the World, which is merged with Jeremiah's Bullfrog and is amazing. <laughs> but the most popular song, I asked our worship pastor, Al Porter, I said, you know what the most, I thought I was going to trip him up. He says, oh yeah, all I want for Christmas is you, baby. That's right, it's true. The number one Christmas song. All I want 
for Christmas is you. Ah, <laughs> uh, but there's a little bit of redemption because the most recorded Christmas song of all time, Silent Night. Come on. I don't know how this is possible. I looked at multiple sources. It has been recorded 137,000 times. There are over 700 copyrighted versions of Silent Night. And Silent Night, the original, is not copyrighted, which is why there's so many copyrighted versions. 700! That's why everywhere you go, you know, all I want for Christmas is you, baby. And then, Silent Night, Holy Night, Aren't you glad we have Al to sing for us? <laughs> for unto you, Savior is born, Christ the Lord. <laughs> hey, walking through Walmart. Did they just say Christ is Lord? <laughs> it's beautiful. I don't know about you, it's like a miracle. Here's what I'm saying. Just, just sit back. Revel in the absurdity. Be in awe of the miracle. A child is born who is the king. Mm -hmm.